Hey listeners, welcome to Beckett's Babies, a podcast where we discuss the joys and frustrations of playwriting. But one part of that process always takes longer than we want, submissions. We all know how time-consuming submitting your work to contests and festivals can be. That's why we're so excited to team up with Play Submissions Helper. When you sign up for Play Submissions Helper, you get immediate access to a master list of playwriting opportunities. Over 400 listings all around the country, all seeking submissions right now. They provide submission guidelines and any other details you need to enter. And they update the list every month. So you get the most complete, up-to-date information. It doesn't matter what kind of plays you write. Dramas, comedies, or musicals, full-length, one-act, or ten-minute. Play Submission Helper has you covered. So if you're ready to share your script, go to playsubmissionshelper.com. Use coupon code BECKETSBABIES to receive a 90% discount off the first month and start submitting today. of Beckett's Babies, a playwriting podcast. Every week we discuss plays we love, interview theater artists, and share our thoughts on playwriting and theater. We are your hosts, Sarah Cho and Sam Collier. And in today's episode, we will be discussing the play Hurricane Diane by Madeline George. Um, Sarah, I have heard about this play for years and finally decided to read it. And wow. Uh, what a great play right so good it was so funny it had it had just like a little bit of everything I loved you know like the Mm -hmm. comedy women home improvement stuff HGTV reference like lesbians lesbians (laughs) um I feel like maybe I should read a read the synopsis on the back of the play so people Mm -hmm. If they haven't read it, can have a sense of what it's about. So here's the description. Meet Diane, a permaculture gardener dripping with butch charm. She's got supernatural abilities owing to her true identity, the Greek god Dionysus. And she's returned to the modern world to gather mortal followers and restore the earth to its natural state. Where better to begin than with four housewives in a suburban New Jersey cul-de-sac? Pulitzer Prize finalist, Madeline George pens a hilarious evisceration of the blind eye we all turn to climate change and the bacchanalian catharsis that awaits us even in our own backyards. So basically, the god Dionysus comes to Earth as this gardener and like seduces all these women. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, yep. I was reading the play and I'm like, Diane, this is Sam. Sam is Diane. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Because she loves the Earth. Yes, the earth, sure. <laughs> um, so should we just start with like what popped? Mm-hmm. What highlights? Yeah. Um, what popped for me was um, just like from the beginning was this, this beautiful monologue where Diana just like, I'm doing, I'm here. This is who I am. And mm-hmm. here's what's happening. Um and the dial, and then, then the monologue was just so, um, just well written. Like I was just like, well, I was just already captivated, and I wanted to see where this character was gonna go and what what Diane was going to do. Yeah. Um, 
And then, yeah, like the opening of the first few lines of just Diane and um, meeting with one of the characters, uh, I think was Carol. That's yeah. when she was with Carol, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I, I mean, like the whole beginning for me, I'm just like, I just felt like I was just sucked in immediately. I know. I love that first scene with Carol because – the characters are so clear right away and and you just get the sense of Carol and like the kind of yard she wants to have mm-hmm. and then Diane starts talking about like <laughs> native plants with all these names like vetch and bladderwort uh-huh. <laughs> Carol's, yeah Carol's like so worried about what the neighbors are gonna think of her Gosh, yeah, and I love. There's this line where she just like, I, I don't want this forest. <laughs> like, what is this like this yeah. jungle idea you have? Um, but yeah, it was already such a great conflicting of like two point of views, just right immediately. Where, mm-hmm. um, yeah, the lines were just so funny. I just, uh, I just couldn't. I just like laughed at almost every line. I know, because I really get a sense of who these four women are, too, the four mm-hmm. New Jersey women, and how I really liked, I think there was a note at the beginning about um, the humor comes from them trying to maintain the politeness. Like, they're not mm-hmm. catty with each other. They're not, Yeah. Um, they don't fall into the stereotype of, like, women who are competitive with each other. They, like, they're trying to... St- to hold on to this like civil right polite dynamic and and yet they're constantly failing at that and so <laughs> that's where that's what's funny yeah um so funny they say that because there's a line where she's like or we're like we're a family we're family now like we gotta right. <laughs> talk about these things and then um and i don't know there's this there's this um yes you're absolutely right about like the politeness but how they kind of try to like up each other in the politeness too like mm-hmm. um like they want to be civil they want to be kind uh mm-hmm. to one another but like when you read between the lines are like kind of vicious mm-hmm. <laughs> right um yeah so that was really funny um so yeah there's these th- four women uh trying to be civil trying to talking about their gardens talking about what they want to talk do with their lawn and there's this this introduction of the gardener diane who's gonna that carol did not like but everyone's (laughs) like oh but renee who is the um hgtv magazine (laughs) editor is like oh no this is fantastic but she's also like wants to be clear like i'm lesbian (laughs) like yeah she's like really going out of her way to let everybody know that yeah um and so there's this and then the play takes a turn of each one kind of like having their own experience with diane (laughs) right Uh, Well, and it's so funny that you say that Carol doesn't like Diane because she's the first one that Diane goes after and she like almost is seduced. mm -hmm. Like she leans into it and then she stops herself. And I feel like because she stops herself, then she like overcorrects by deciding she doesn't like Diane. But that's not her first impulse, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and then she's the holdout 
I mean, structurally, it's I think it works really well because she's the one that like Diane comes back to after she's gotten the other three, mm-hmm. um, and Carol's the last holdout. I think what was also so funny about this play was, um, you know, right away we know what Diane's attention intention is, right mm-hmm. in the beginning, mm-hmm. and then. There's a moment in the play where all the women are talking about, um, like, oh, she hit on you or something. And there's this conversation of, like, oh, like, you know, there's, like, this making it, like, dangerous. Like, not dangerous, but there's a conversation about, like, Diane hitting on you or not. Or, like, and they were just, like, kind of, like, skeptical or, like, curious. I was like, there's that conversation that as an audience member, you recognize, you know, mm-hmm. that you know, like people say this. Um, and then what was so funny was as an audience member, as a reader, I know where like this is going because I know that Diane wants to like uh, create her, um, what is what is that? Like a chorus of uh, yeah, her, like her a, team. She yeah. wants to convert them. Like she wants them to become on her on her side so there is this intention that we know and then there's this friction of the women refusing to buy into that but then also yeah seduced and joining and we're one by one (laughs) joining her army of this permaculture gardening world Uh, (laughs) i don't know i thought it was just so funny of like where the play took a turn like where it was going based on that that known kind of common ground of like knowledge of, Oh, is she hitting on you or not? (laughs) You know? And do we have a sense of like, what would be the next step if they all, if Diane was successful in getting them all to be part of her group of followers, um, like then what would happen? Like, I got this, how did yeah <clears throat> like what does that mean for the earth if they all joined on like what would they do her as her team? if they yeah if they had all joined on as her followers um oh. what would have been like would they just do like bacchic rituals <laughs> <laughs> i mean i got the sense that diane was like Dionysus like making a com- comeback or something yeah, returning yeah. and taking back control of the earth of something and in order for her to do so she needs to get like this group of course to you know complete her power or something you know yeah, I mean? yeah 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 that's the sense yeah. I got um it's so, just okay so this is what funny. it says at the beginning so in her opening uh-huh. monologue she says um it's time for a comeback. Picture it. The world reinitiated into my rights. My ecstasy spreading from village to town until the entire earth hums with organic joy. Um, and then she says, the minimum number I need to start up a mystery cult a mystery is cult. four. <laughs> two ladies on my right side, two ladies on my left. Okay, so she's going to do an initiation ritual. Mm. And and ultimately she's not able to. I mean, spoiler, she's not able to do the initiation ritual because Carol refuses. And then there's, like, this big storm. 
Yes. Uh-huh. Um, yes, there's a big storm that happens. Um <laughs> And then there's kind of I mean, uh-huh. so yeah, so Carol's like I can't do it, and then Diane she kind of gives up and is just like, well, fuck it. Like, you guys are, humans are going to have to figure it out on your own. Mm-hmm. And then there's this big explosion. And then that's just like the end of the play. Yeah. Um, it's so funny. I'm just thinking about this visually that in order for Diane to start this cult, she starts at a, a cul-de-sac <laughs> neighborhood. <laughs> it's cool to say neighborhood in a uh in New Jersey. <laughs> like I that's know. that's where she starts. She should have picked California. I feel like she would have had better luck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but you're right. So what what do you think that the ending of Carol kind of like not joining this? Mm-hmm. Like but like what do you think what do you think the playwright is trying to say about this world or about? Well, I, f- I do kind of feel like this is the only way it could end because mm-hmm. if somehow the problem were solved, then that absolves the audience of the need to do anything. But, mm-hmm. but if it ends on this question of like, what are we going to do? Yeah, It's up to us now as human beings to save the planet. Like, then we're actually hopefully spurred into action. Mm. Um. We all know Carol, right? We all know that <laughs> Carol. <laughs> uh, who just wants what she wants and doesn't care about the earth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. What other questions did this play raise for you? Curiosities. Um, it just made me think a lot about um, Greek <laughs> mythology, or mm. like it made me think about pulling stories or the um, revisiting the mythology. I guess because mm-hmm. I was like, man, I remember loving as a kid, just all the different gods and the origin of the stories. And, and I was like, I kind of want to, made me want to revisit those stories. Um, yeah. And seeing what connections I can make today. Cause I mean like hurricane Diane, that was like an actual hurricane that happened hit um, a few years ago, I think. And then there, and then, I think there was a hurricane Diane that, that happened like a while ago. Yeah. Um, but there was a more recent one. Well, there was Sandy, which Sandy, York, right. which was pretty bad. Yeah, that was bad. Yeah, yeah. So there's something about current event, what's actually happening. She took Madeline took the name of this hurricane, and then connecting to a Greek god, mm-hmm. a demigod. Um, and so there's just something like there's just all so much there was so rich in that the world and the and really the language just like the dialogue everything is just it just it was so um powerful and impactful yeah i agree i was really 
delighted by the specificity of the all the plant names, like the language. Mm. I was just like, wow, she really did her research, you know. Like you can tell yeah. when somebody's writing about something in kind of a generalized way that they don't know that much about it. But like to really make this character Diane work, she had to know all of these different names of mm-hmm. plants and kind of revel in the language. Yeah. Um, and I think that part of the play works really, really well. Yeah. The plant pawpaw plant. I was yeah. Like, I was like looking that up. I was like, what is this plant? There's just, um, yeah, I just immediately attached to all the, to that specificity really quickly. And, and it was, it just, and it felt so natural. Like it wasn't so like, oh, here's, here's information copied and pasted right here, mm-hmm. <laughs> but really fed into Diane and the world and what was going on. Um. And all these characters felt so specific, too. And so, like, I really got a sense of who each of them was. Mm -hmm. And um, I think they each had a moment where they had a a long monologue that told us something about them. Yeah. Yeah. Can we talk about, um, who's it, Beth? (laughs) Like, she's the one that has her husband like her husband just left her yeah and everyone's like so careful around her (laughs) right um and yeah just like the way she presents herself to the group like the way she just like interacts with the group it just makes me think she's kind of like little like she's like funny dopey way you know Mm -hmm. what i mean but but you also sympathize with her because like she is like going through this traumatic thing um but yeah yeah, she just always seems a little bit lost. Mm-hmm. Well, and I love how we kind of slowly gather this information too. Like, um, the first time we see her, well, actually, I think we hear about her from Carol. Right. But then the first time we see her, she just she says something like, "I might have to sell the house. I don't know yet. It's not mm-hmm. clear." And so she's just in this space where, like, she doesn't just doesn't know what's going to happen in her life they're all vulnerable in a particular way yeah like they all like renee is kind of vulnerable at her job and um is it carol who's like i think carol's the one who dan is like your husband doesn't even love you (laughs) (laughs) oh then we have pam ouch yeah pam yeah how is in what way is pam vulnerable or like open to this good question i was just thinking about that trying to think about because she kind of like as a character she kind the way she maneuvers and um in the play is like she just kind of makes things worse like Mm. or or just like not um like i don't know how to explain a sport like a Like she's like not yeah, kind of like as a device, I guess, where she just kind of in the group, but like almost like having this awareness and like kind of calling things out or mm-hmm. um yeah. Well she's definitely I don't know, I just got the sense about Pam that she like worries about everything and then she her way to cope is to try to control everything. Right. So she has this monologue. 
um, um, where she said well, she's talking about the fallout from the last storm and she says that storm changed my whole freaking life every single thing <laughs> since then every choice every decision I have a stationary bike in my medium room why so I can work my, on my buns of steel no so I can power my pedal powered phone charger I got a gallon of bleach and a vial of iodine stashed in all four of my baths. I got go bags in both SUVs. I worry about the weather every stinking day. And it's interesting because, like, these are these are people who have, you know, plenty of privilege and seem to be pretty well off. Um, mm-hmm. And they have this, like, existential fear of losing that that controls their lives. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Makes me really think about being a homeowner. <laughs> <laughs> like, it really makes you think. Are you going to have a lawn? Uh yeah, I guess. I mean, doesn't all house comes with a lawn? <laughs> um, well, you could take it out and put in native plants. Yeah, true. <laughs> um, in California, is like yeah. I don't, I don't think you're you supposed to have a lawn in California. Yeah, you can't. You're. It's so funny. Like some parts of the the, the cities aren't allowed to water because of the drought. Wow. And then so, I've seen houses like completely remove the, their lawn and put um astroturf. Oh my god! It's so dumb. And That's then, so dumb. or like, is astroturf, or like, just like put a bunch of succulents like everywhere, growing succulents. Um, yeah, why not just put in succulents? Or let your like, let your lawn die. Just let it die. Native plants. Um, put in papa tree. Papa tree. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it also made me think of. I just like this idea of. Um, which I never thought of. I mean, I I feel like I've thought of it when I read it at some point, but now I'm thinking deeply because of this play is having like your own garden or like having like a self-sustaining land, like ecosystem of plants and garden. And I'm like, that just sounds like amazing. I know. (laughs) They just take care of itself. Um, But yeah, it's just, I, I, I think, I think, we're at that point where we have to kind of stop thinking about um, this like 1950s beautiful American dream picket white fence, beautiful cut lawn, you know, it's like Mm -hmm. it's like that doesn't exist anymore, like that's just that's just not, doesn't exist Yeah. and like rethinking about the land and you know, what that means Um, well and I mean if you really start reading about this Mm-hmm. And you and you read about the just like the huge numbers of insects we've lost in the last fifty years. Mm-hmm. The only way to bring insects back is to plant plants that they can actually eat, and mm-hmm. the grass just doesn't really do anything for your local insects. People feed your mm-hmm. local insects. Do I sound like Diane? Yes. yes. <laughs> Carol. Carol. I'm coming for you, Carol. 
I just really want to see a production of this play. I know, me too. Uh, or if you're just like, yeah, I would just want to even hear reading of all the actors. I feel like there's not enough plays at all that are about five women and it's funny. Mm. Like maybe is there, are there any other plays that are being written now? Might be. Maybe there's someone that's listening to the show right now. They're like, I'm working on it, ladies. Okay. Well, we'll talk about your play next. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. So any – oh, I, oh I, our favorite question is what oh, yeah. smell? What smell does this play evoke? Oh, for, for me, it's like the – you know, like when you first start digging in the dirt in the beginning of the growing season, like in – april and the soil just smells so like rich yeah it's just the smell of freshly turned soil for me Mm. what about you oh let's see i and i'm sorry i'm interrupting you because i also want to add in like white wine (laughs) oh interesting (laughs) like soil and wine so funny i had something similar it was like wine uh, and um, compost. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Like, right. Yeah. Something we agree. like something like that, where that's like rich, potent smell. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um. But yeah, that's what I was thinking of is that combination, and and that just feels like like that's that that's the presence that Diane has in the play. Just right. like this, it even when the characters, well, even when Diane is not in the like in the scene like the presence is there right yeah the wine comes from both them and also from diane because she's like i mean dionysus is all about wine right yeah like festival they're getting drunk off of diane (laughs) (laughs) well listeners if you've seen this play please tell us about your experience and also um you should go read it if you haven't Mm -hmm. because it's really good. Yeah. Really, really good. All right. I guess we'll move on to glistens. It's that time of the the episode. Um, <laughs> so, okay, I'll go first. Um, my niece was finally born. <gasps> oh, my gosh. November 1st. We were all on the edge of our seat if she was going to be born on Halloween Day. <laughs> we made it uh, November 1st. Um, we, I did, my sister, I asked my sister, like, did you do her birth chart? She's like, no, you do it. I was like, okay. So we <laughs> found out her birth chart. Um, she's a rising Capricorn, her rising is Capricorn, um, sun, scorpion, moon, Virgo. Mm-hmm. So I was like, that's a lot of, like, earth. <laughs> yeah. Cause Capricorn and Virgo is both earth. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that that was funny. And then she's a Scorpio. So, um. Scorpio. She's gonna be a cool kid. I don't know. I think I think she's gonna be uh she's gonna be a little brat. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. She's what, like five days old? She's five days old. She's already crying. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's what she's supposed to be doing as is that, a is that newborn infant. Is that true? Listeners, <laughs> is that true? <laughs> well, congratulations yeah. to your sister. Yeah. All um, right. Yours. 
Mike, listen, as I saw this show here at CU Boulder called Kaidan, which um, is a collection of seven ghost stories from around the world, um, really different styles and tones. Um, some of them are super scary. They all involved people dying and coming back as ghosts to haunt people. So it was very thematically appropriate for Halloween. And it's just so great to see live theater again. I mean, I was just oh, sitting there in the audience lucky. being like, oh, I can't believe I get to do this. Oh. Yeah, we were all wearing masks. Mm -hmm. Do you still sit next to people or mm -hmm. is everyone kind of like spread out? No, everyone was sitting next to each other because it's in mm -hmm. a proscenium theater. So the seats are all, you know, built in. Mm -hmm. um, but we're all masked. Oh, wow. And everyone at the university has to be vaccinated, so. <sighs> I got to invite to a, a theater play. Um, it's like this theater company is like reopening, and I got this email from a friend. It's like, hey, come see this play with me, whatever. Um, and, like, I so badly want to. Like You should I, go. I really do. And I'm vaccinated. Yeah. I don't know what the weight is, but at the same time, like, it's like it's it's like now I feel it's like it's a I have to break out of it like I am still kind yeah. of yeah it's this weird habit of like I, I really get that yeah so I need to find a the courage I guess to try to find a way to I feel like coming back to sprawl. school and being in a program where like all our classes are in person yeah um it was kind of like being pushed off the diving board into the deep yeah. end. Like, yeah. I, I don't think I felt ready in August to do all these things in person again, but, like, I had to. And maybe now I'm a little too blasé about it. Mm. I mean, I, I really understand how you feel. Yeah. But I think if everyone's masked, yeah, then – and do they have a vaccination requirement? I think so. Yeah, to show your vaccination card. Then it, it it seems um, like the risk is pretty low. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, I just see people in, like, concerts now and, like, at, you know, like. I know. And, or, like, they're at. So I'm like, maybe it is over. Maybe it is over. So maybe it is fine. Like, maybe, you know, it is part of our world now. <laughs> so I don't know. It is really hard to know, though. Yeah. Because it's like it's you're constantly getting new information like every other week. Yeah. So well, all right, baby, <laughs> live theater. Let's do this. Yeah. Take these training wheels off. Let's go. <laughs> all right. Thanks for listening. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Beckett's Babies. If you enjoyed what you heard or learned a thing or two about playwriting, be sure to like, subscribe, and share the podcast with your friends. And if you'd like to reach out and share with us your thoughts on playwriting and theater or maybe be a guest on the show, uh, be sure to visit our website at www.beckettsbabies.com. That's www.beckettsbabies.com, and you can contact us there. Thanks for listening. <laughs>